first day is done. Good morning. You're listening to Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie. Every Friday here on 1150 AM KKNW, I'll be introducing you to fascinating people, fun places to visit, and activities that are guaranteed to lift your spirits. That song lifts my spirits. Every time I play it. (laughs) Every time. Follow the Sun, Clint McCune Band, Mm -hmm. and you can check him out on Facebook. He's been on the show in the studio multiple times playing music for us. We need him back. He's on Orcus, and I'm going to go do an Orcus. Bring the whole trip. island. Yeah. Bring him out. <laughs> I'll see if he's playing out here one day, and then we'll get him on the show yeah. again. Um, yeah, so follow the sun. I got a lot of sun synchronicities here. So Sunny came out and visited me on Whidbey Island yesterday. So that would be Sunny Joy McMillan, who's the next show host for the next hour. Mm-hmm. That's who you're speaking of, because there's lots of Sunnies out there. So Sunny's back. <laughs> Sunny so then, is back. Uh, we crossed paths in the hall, and mm-hmm. I said, you got to come out to Woodby Island. And so she did. We did the retreat. We did the labyrinth, the beach, the chakras. We had Sweet. lunch. We didn't see a whale, but we didn't look. We had a whiskey tasting so instead. <laughs> you would have seen a whale if you did look, but you didn't. So. No, because I wanted to make sure the ferries were just right for her to get back and forth. Mm. And, but she did the uh, Woodby liqueur, liqueurs that I gave mm-hmm. you, so she tasted that. Fantastic, by the way. And we had an amazing time. I just want to thank Sunny for coming out. And it's, uh, what do you call it, that daylight savings thing. Right? Coming up this weekend. Spring forward, baby. Now that we can see the sun again, we can take the it away from us again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but also I want to mention my son, my S-O-N. We did our first <laughs> huge staging job. Yeah. How'd it go? It was in Sammamish, right down the road. Nice, nice. This house had 16 rooms. Are you serious? <laughs> yes. Wow. Four family rooms. We had a, a, a huge kitchen. Uh, two dining rooms and the bedrooms, but it was just this huge, gigantic house. So wow. all the furniture that he owns, mm-hmm. and ev- I accessorized. And watching my son and his uh, and Swift make the beds mm-hmm. and like color coordinate was so uh, much. Oh, that's fun. cool. And now I'm looking at the world in a whole different way. Like I'm like, is that color coordinated? But yeah, so that's our newest thing. I am staging. We're out of Linwood. He has a moving company, and I have to mention that you know about you know, mid uh, this this thing. About 15 months ago, he was struggling with life, and he wasn't very happy. And he's been on the show, but he started counting his blessings. He was in a tough spot. He even called you one day. He did. He did. (laughs) He was feeling low spirits because he felt like the whole world was, you know, against him. And he changed his tune, and he's been setting his intentions. Mm -hmm. He focuses on 444s, which is angels. He's been on the show to talk about that. He wrote a list of things. We sat down of things he wanted to accomplish, intentions. And he has manifested all those things. So it was a huge, um, gosh, milestone in our lives to sit there knowing that we can work side by side. And my daughter, April, who's been on the show, is a realtor. So we're doing um, something's happening. I call it coupling therapy. Our energy is now moving forward. I also have my new office there in Linwood. And after the show, I'm going to do a Zoom. And we do a YouTube each week, Anthony Manna, our energy manager with Anthony Manna and Dina Marie. So Joining me this morning to lift our spirits is professor, author, and my good friend, Anthony Manna. Good morning, Anthony. Hello. Hello. Good morning. It's wonderful to be here. I I love it. (laughs) So do I. (laughs) So I met you um, doing an interview with your book, and I want you just to to go back and touch on on your book a little bit. You have something you want to read? Yeah, thank you. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's my pitch, you know, and I basically... Um, I say Lucas and the Game of Chance is the story of a flute playing boy who befriends a magical, talking, dancing, non-venomous snake. 
The snake bestows fortune and favor upon Lucas, but some years later, tempted by pride, Lucas loses all his riches and even his family. He now embarks on a treacherous journey filled with suspense and intrigue to find destiny, sun, and moon. They'll surely allow him to reverse his misfortune, restore his honor, and win back all that he loves and treasures, won't they? The story is illuminated by 10 pen and ink drawings by Donald Babish, fiber artist. And that is it. That's my story. Well, and when I read it for the first time, I started reading it to my grandson, and I thought, this is about being, I think it's like the Kundalini, which is the chakra, which was my book, Our Energy Matters, and, and it was a very spiritual book. It's about finding your way back and through the physical world. And, and, and um, I always say, no one said it would be easy, and it's your life, your journey. But that's what the book was talking to me. And because of the snake, I just felt you were um, telling a spiritual story about all of us. Well, yeah. I mean, I think, you know, uh, I mean, a lot, of, a lot of literature that I've read and taught over many years deals with the journey you know and that journey can be it, t- it can take many forms and in this particular case it's 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 gain loss and gain regain and finding his spiritual center is what it what it's all about for lucas and ver- the very end of the story which i don't want to spoil but he he learns how to reach out to the world beyond him and that's his saving factor, you know, and that is something that I love to talk to kids about. Kids, teen, teens, tweens, whatever, when I go into schools and, you know, show them the manuscript and its, and its formation, my revisions, et cetera. And they're astounded by what you have to do as a writer, number one. But number two, they also can identify with a character who suffers and learns how to retrieve himself. That's beautiful because that goes back to my son, you know, or my, me, myself, and you, and all the, the journeys we've taken um, in this lifetime, right? It's like waves that, that come and go, and my son's on the high wave now, and we both are. But at one point, we're at the low low point, you get off another wave and ride it. But when we apply the chakra work to it, it's the same thing. It's, it's basically I call open and close chakras and tuning up your energy um, again, playing your instrument, right? Like oh, he, keeping your instrument uh, in tune. Actually, you know, um, you say, you know, I'm reading from your book, becoming conscious of our blockages allows us to make the necessary changes to lead, to head our past, oh, to, I'm sorry, to heal our past and become whole and free-flowing individuals once again. And uh, I think that, yeah. that summarizes it all for me. And, and the, the healing that goes on. I mean, there's so much healing in your book. Our energy matters is a lot about healing and people coming to you. I call them seekers. You may call them clients, whatever. But I mean, they come to you as you did with your friend yesterday. Oh, it was so much fun. And it, it's uh, the waves, again, is the open and close the chakras. And each day, like if I get, actually, I've been super ohm lately. Ohm, you know. So the traffic didn't even bother me today. And actually the ferry being messed up is a blessing because I get on the road earlier when there is no traffic. 
But, you know, there's days that you go to work is different on a day when you're sitting on the beach. So your chakras close and they open. But if we have a certain tune we're playing over a lifetime, those chakras can be blocked forever. And then that's where the dis-ease comes in. And then eventually we have some illness associated with that energy system. So it's super interesting that, that, you know, life is a journey. And as you're going along your journey, you're going to have a throat chakra that's super wide open when you're teaching kids and reading books to them. And then your throat chakra might close over a time where we couldn't go out and do the things that we uh, love to do and express ourselves. But now that things are opening up and that you and I have been talking, our throat chakra is, is super healthy, I think. <laughs> well, I keep learning about them, you know, about them. And I... I the spiritual centers, the the energy that you call the discs that you call that are spinning, it's all new to me. You know, I had hardly ever given any sense. I mean, I heard the word chakra, of course, but I always thought it was more ethereal or beyond me. And then all of a sudden, and as we're going to find today in our talk, that uh, you know that there, it's quite possible. It's 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 extraordinarily ordinary in many many ways to learn what a chakra is how it empowers, how it gets blocked, and what we do to heal ourselves. And, you know, because the rock game started, the crystal reading started with kids, that's why I think the book is so, I think it's fun because it's easy. And so I came up with multiple ways to help people understand the chakras and to tune up their own. But you buying my book and us talking every week for over a year and a half, it's just, one, tuned my chakras up, but it also, like, re- um, introduced my book back to myself and it's giving me this huge push <laughs> I said push probably through the mic too much but push <laughs> to to go out and 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 do what I came here to do which is is inform people about their chakras and their energy so I'm always thanking you for coming into my life you know that well well I, I'm also thanking you for allowing me in I mean I didn't know about your book I mean you know, and all that, when you mentioned it to me, I thought, now, what, what could this possibly, what, what does she mean by energy? Well, okay, so here we are. <laughs> and it's easy and it's fun and it brings me joy. So today we did a chakra test the last time we were together. That's in my book. And then you met, you uh, mentioned Debbie Downer in one of our, our sessions. And I thought, wouldn't it be fun to go through the Steve Stuck and Samantha Sympathetics? And, and you would read them, and I'll give people tools. So if they identify with one of these chakras that's too open or closed, I'll give them a few tools that they could maybe open or close their chakras and be healthier. But you'll be reading the actual people that I came up with in the book. Right, yes. And I mean, and I, I've always, I, I found that very intriguing because, I mean, it's almost like these are characters in a story. You know, and, I, and you, you told me at one point that they're kind of a composite each one is a composite of people that you've known. And then I said, <laughs> you've known. Yeah. I also find my, I find myself here, you know, and, and uh, I also find I have a grandson right now who's going through a very, very, very difficult period of life. And uh, he's there in, in some of these characters that, uh, you know, he need he needs healing. So do you want me to start with Debbie Downer? Yeah. And so this is examples of blocked or two open chakras. And then I'll give a little bit of uh my wisdom, I guess, on how I would close or open or heal those chakras. Okay. Debbie Downer is always alone and she feels depressed most of the time. She worries all day and night. She has a poster of Murphy's Law in her office. Oh my Lord. Her co-workers pity her and invite her to social functions. 
But when she goes, she brings everyone down. Debbie was an orphan and was raised in foster care. Every time she got her hopes up to have a family, they were smashed. She never did get adopted. Why bother is her mantra. Debbie has a blocked seventh chakra. And that's your crown chakra. That's the one I know is open when you look up a lot and then you start painting pictures in your third eye. So people that look down and shake their head, and you can watch this with kids or people, ask somebody if they had all the money in the world, what would they do? And if they look down and shake their head, we're in deep trouble. So my clients or my seekers love to be in class and see somebody close or open chakras, you know? So for her... It would be that intentions and setting your your um your bless your blessings and your intentions each day, but for a while I'd probably have to do some hypnotherapy or guided imagery because at this point she's learned to not look up. And when you were going to be a priest, they taught you to look down, also, right? Oh, that was the whole point of it. As a matter of fact, if you if you ever saw the ceremony when you when you first become acclimated to that culture. You're on an altar and you're on your stomach. You're, pro, you're, you're, you're down, all the way down. And they, they take a little bit of your hair with a scissor and then you change your name. And they want that, you know, and then you become, you become down, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. There are moments of Gregorian singing and chanting and praying, et cetera, where you're lifting your spirits, I guess, in a sense. But I never felt that relief because I felt that I was um, oppressing myself. And then now that feeling right there. So imagine a child hoping, praying, having people check them out like a, you know, a catalog and then being rejected. So that's kind of, you know, that, that's that feeling of like, why look, why even try be, to be hopeful? So you get yourself in a space where you just keep yourself down. And the thing with, you know, that is you're easily controlled. If you're living in the lowest chakra, you can be um, told what to do. And that's a whole nother show because those are the victims. So I first thing I do is try to get people to write their intentions. Again, if I say if I had all the money, time and you could do like a, a married woman with five kids, what would you do? And she's like, oh, my God, I travel the world. I'm, she's good. Right. But if she was to look down and say, you know, Dina, I had a man say, I, I, I absolutely have no idea what if I had five minutes to myself, what, what I would do, you know. So, again, what I would do is probably guided imagery. I would probably have them pretend, take themselves on vacation, start using their third eye and their crown chakra to uh, paint a picture. of, you know, And then, you know, their heart chakra would be in it, too, because I'd have to have them pr- practice self-love. So the prescription for that would be to look up, right, like we've been working on, uh, set our intentions, and look around at the beauty and the things that are working in this world. And and, and maybe give yourself a gift, <laughs> you know. Mm. Start buying things for yourself. Start treating yourself the way you wanted those parents to treat you. That would be the therapy part. Hallelujah. Self-love 101. So what's another one? Danny Daydreamer. <laughs> Mm, oh boy okay (laughs) loves to live in his head he imagines all the money he will have when he wins the lotto he sits for hours each day pondering what he will do with all his money he goes to his job daily but never finishes his work because his head is in the clouds danny was an only child who spent too much time alone 
He liked pretending that he was somewhere else. He never wanted to go outside and play. Danny's sixth chakra is too open. So that's your third eye. And it's a little bit of the prescription of uh, the woman before who could, Debbie Downer, who would need to learn to reopen that one. But uh, I can actually say that was me as a kid. It's so funny because I'm in the same neighborhood as I was that child. But uh, a lot of things were going on in my house I didn't want to see. And so I would wrap myself in books. I would just go to the library. I would listen to music for hours with my eyes closed. I lived in my head. And it was super hard for me to, as an adult, too, living that way, to get into my body. So I spent most of my life in, in the clouds, dreaming. And I, that's why I became intuitive and, and you know, psychic and all these things. Those chakras are important for that. But you want to take yourself and get grounded. So you can take those beautiful ideas and you can act on them. So those are the lower chakras, the physical world. So it's fun to have that chakra in tune. And I love it when people have it because it's really easy. All I have to do is take them outside. I can say Sunny, her, her higher chakras are way up there. And her prescription was to get outside in nature, um, talk to a person and walk. And we had all those things planned, you know, because we're thinking a lot. We're always in our heads thinking. But if you can get out and physically be active like you and I do with our exercise, that's the prescription. Well, that helps so much. And the, what, what has helped me so much over these months of, of uh, collaborating with you is the idea of looking up. And I, I just, I found myself, uh, you know, in, in moments of stepping outside into, into this environment I live in, which is eight acres of woods. I live in a log cabin in Northeast Ohio. I walk outside, my head is down, my head is down, and then I snap back, I stop in the pathway. I look up and I see the patterns of nature right before me and I say, thank you so much for this spiritual rejuvenation. It's like Lucas, my character. He had to find the way to look up. And I love it. You said, step out. You walked. You and I, you know, could spend hours writing a book in our heads, but it's a whole different thing to get out of your head into your physical body and move. So that's that's the prescription. Like for you and I to be healthy writers, we need to exercise for our mind. <laughs> Absolutely. Otherwise, we just don't get it on paper. And I've had so many clients who um, have those blocks, especially throat chakra blocks, where they have ideas, but they just never, ever, well, one, they're afraid to tell people their ideas. But as soon as they do some guided imagery and we open their throat chakra and they're creative and they talk to someone who will listen, then all of a sudden they're doing well on tests or they're able to finish projects to the end. That's a huge one. Finish projects to the end. Not well, The light bulb goes off. You have an idea. Great. But what are you going to do about it? You got to physically act. So, who's another one we got going on here? Damn oh, it's here. Kathy Chatter. She <laughs> loves to talk. She definitely loves. She calls her friends and can speak to them for hours on the phone. She likes to gossip about her friends and neighbors. She knows she does it, but can't stop herself. Her husband doesn't talk much. <laughs> oh, I've been in a situation. She complains about her husband constantly to her family. While he is in the room, oh, I just <laughs> in there. Oh, this, like a, this is like a sitcom. Yeah, Kathy has felt ignored by her parent, felt ignored by her parents when she was younger. They had a lot of family problems, and she didn't have time for chit chat. There was no communication in the house unless it was 
to criticize. Kathy has a fifth chakra that is too open. God love her. So that's her throat chakra. And so what I can see with that is that her third eye, because she didn't want to see what was going on in the house, and her heart, because it hurt her feelings as a child, blocked. So they're blocked. So when two chakras are blocked, what you have is this hose and a big old kink, and it starts to grow, and that's your throat. So she just da-da-da-da-da. And that's a friend of mine. And I'm going to tell the story because she's never going to hear the show. But when I was younger, I didn't have a lot of, I didn't have a voice. So we'd go places and she'd talk. And by the time it's my turn to talk, she wanted to go home. You know, same with phone calls. And um, as I got older, I cleared up my throat chakra. I was out dancing, having a good time with my kids. And I accidentally called Kathy. (laughs) The wrong Kathy. I I was calling Kathy, my friend, to go dancing with me. But I got Kathy Chatter. (laughs) (laughs) So I called her and I'm like, oh, my God, no. An hour of her talking. And finally I said, I got to go. And I never called her again, but Kathy Chatter, you know, it's like, and those people need to, first of all, self-love one, one oh ones, open their heart chakra and do that inner child work. Look at what wasn't going on in her life as a child and then heal it and move on. Or she'll just drive people crazy for the rest of her life. (laughs) Sorry if anybody's like that, but it's true. So (laughs) self-love one oh one, which is like, it's painful to go back to your childhood and see. It took me years. And what I do is I get a picture of my five-year-old. I, I Did I tell you about my picture of my high school girl who, you know, I'll say it. My mom said I was a bad kid. She always said that. So I went back to high school as a grown-up and found a picture. And the only thing I could find was me making a snowman and hugging it. And my grandpa took a picture. And I guess it stayed there for months because it was, you know, like Iowa. It was cold. And it lifted his spirits. And I thought, I wasn't a bad kid. I was a good kid. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So you got to go back to that inner child. I got the picture. I hung it up and I started saying how much I loved her. And I I would give her things like me as an adult, give my teenage girl the things she wanted. And she wanted to go skiing. So I took up skiing again. And it's really weird how it works. My five-year-old wanted to swing because I was always alone. There was no one to push me. So I go swinging with my kids. We actually go swinging, not swinging, but swinging out on the park. So inner child work for, for Kathy Chatter and to open her eyes and see what wasn't working in her past and heal it. Would you do that through guided imagery? Yes. So what I'll do is in hypnotherapy, which I love doing, it's just very time consuming. I would take her back to maybe the first time she couldn't speak to her parents. Go back to the first time where you felt you were un, um, invisible or unheard. She'll go back. I'll have her kind of go through it, what it feels like in her body as a child to be that unseen child. And sometimes it'll be in her heart. She goes, I feel it in my heart. It feels like a a sword. And I say, okay, it's painful. She goes, I'm going to take the sword out. And then she'll picture, you know, maybe her having a conversation with an angel. I don't know. There's all these things that you'll imagine, but that'll clean up her third eye and her heart chakra. And she'll basically have more flow. And then she won't be so chatty. She might even listen sometimes. <laughs> that would be a, a major sea change. I got it. And it works. So just one of the ways I do it. But also, you know, again, like I said, inner child work, you know, medicating it, it's not going to make it go away. Then you just get addicted to something else. So you got to, you know, it's a little bit of homework and painful sometimes a lot. Remember you said like crying, you just start crying, but that's good. You're emoting. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes it's, it is good. It's, it's cleansing. I love to cry. (laughs) 
that's one of my favorite yeah, things. Helps, yeah, it helps me too. Yeah. And I'm, I'm finding that the older I get, um, I'm crying more. And I don't care, you know, anymore. I just do. And, you know, it's all right to, to feel. Yeah, and your heart's going to be healthier, right? There you go. Yeah, that's right. So let's go to the Harry Heartless guy. Yeah, there he is right in front of me. Harry Heartless purposely says things that make people cry. He feels satisfaction at at his job when he makes the big deal, even if someone else has done all the work. When Harry has a bad day, he likes to take it out on his family, including the dog. Harry's mom died tragically when he was only 10 years old. He swore he would never feel that way again. And he said he would never forgive God for what had happened. Harry has a blocked fourth chakra. He makes me sad. And there are a lot of people living out there and they're called, they're the ones that do the road rage. <laughs> and, you know, you think about it, we do make decisions over a lifetime. As a, well, Like I said, I would never sing again after a teacher told me I couldn't. In fifth grade, it took me till I was 30 to sing again out loud. How ridiculous is that, right? Who cares what people think? But for him, he was saying, you know, I'm going to push away God. I'm not going to feel anymore. I'm going to be the tough guy. And when you block your heart, what's going to happen is your throat chakra is going to be open, and then your power chakra is going to be too open. So that's where the energy starts to build. And because the sacral is probably close to, which is in your hips, that's that connection you have with other people, the solar plex is going to get way too big. And so he's just going to say things and have no idea until the damage is done. And I could say my daughter, she's an Aries, and she used to do that all the time. And then she'd walk away and we'd say, you know, when you leave, you don't remember but how hurtful the things you said to us. So it takes us a while to get over it. Um, but I have to bring up my my ex-husband's dad. He He was just mean. And he did have someone pass away, you know, when he was young. And he just, he... I wouldn't drive in the car with them. He was just so angry all the time. And those are people I, I, I want to help, but I really, normally they'll cry in my office if I get them there, but most of the time they won't come to me. You know what I'm saying? They're just not going to come my way. But what he needs to do is is mourn, grieve, right? There's your heart chakra, and cry. And it, I've had I have had some men come to me for smoking issues, and they spent months crying on my table. And then they were fine, and they quit smoking. Yeah, that's in your book. Mm-hmm. The smoker guy. I love, I love that story. Yes, that's right. And and the idea of crying is a, is healing, you know. And you you certainly understand that because you you have you open people up to the fact that they can do that with you, which is wonderful. Well, and I think it's God because I don't do it. I'm just like, oh God, he's gonna cry. I'll just sit here for a while. <laughs> but you know, <laughs> uh, the one way I can do it is either laughing super hard, so I can send them to a comedy show, or I can send them that'll start it, or I can um, suggest what's your what's when you you're uh, little. What was a movie that made you cry? Dumbo. I don't know something like that. Yeah. <laughs> and they'll watch it, and if they're doing inner child work, man. But you want to make sure that you know no one's around because they they're too tough. To cry so yeah he's the bully <laughs> poor guy <laughs> so what we got sid. sid sid yeah oh good old sid sid vicious likes to play to win if he loses he gets very angry most people won't play games with him because of his temper once he attacked one of his coaches 
at school after losing a game. Sid grew up unsupervised with five older brothers who teased and tormented him. Oh, the poor guy. He learned early on that if he, had, if he held in his tears, his brothers would leave him alone. Sid's third chakra is too open. So Harry and Sid are friends, and they play on the football team, and they beat the crap out of people. I mean, I'm not making this up because I was letting my son play baseball or bas- football. I didn't want him to because he did other sports besides that, and he wanted to be on that team. But there were these kids that were just super angry. And then I did chakra readings during a Relay for Life. And they came to my table with their girlfriends. And the girlfriends had big heart chakras. And they were, like, super lovely and sweet. And the guys had the, the, the power chakras way too open and their hearts closed. And they're sitting in a tent so no one can see them doing these chakra readings. And when the girls left, they said that the coaches and their dads are so hard on them. And if they don't beat up somebody be, um, first, they'll get, you know, hurt at home. And this is – I'm not making this up. This is the truth. They were had to be bullies, but both, all of them were super sweet kids who didn't want to be bullies. And some drop out of sports, but normally parents will force you to do it. So that's how they get that way. But at the end of the chakra reading, I gave them all um, rose quartz, and they had a picture with uh, their hearts in their hands, like doing that for me. And my son goes, Mom, you know those are the bully kids, right? <laughs> and I'm like, yep, those are the bully kids, but not really. Not at that age. It just over time, they never – love right they'll attract these super feminine girls who will probably be abused but it was so so neat to to read these kids when they were young wow that is such a uh, that, that deserves a special program what you just said a well, special show i mean because there's so much bullying going on i mean drive around a little bit yeah well too you know, I mentor kids, so it was so nice to be with Sunny. We went out and had a little food yesterday together, and it's not crowded. There's not a lot of people out, and the kid said he he thought he knew me, but those are the kids I mentor, right? And he wants to do his own podcast, and, you know, next time I see him, I say, let's do a chakra reading, and I just feel so blessed right now because I've mentored kids for 15, 20 years. Well, gosh, 30 years, I guess, and, you know, it's just what I want to do. So this this whole thing is helping me remember how important it is to get to those kids at 16, you know, before they right. become 19. That's 20. what I'm talking about. The fact that you brought them into a tent and the fact that you gave them the crystal, you know, that, that the heart crystal is such a humongous uh, move in the right direction in terms of healing people, healing adolescents, healing, uh, healing my grandson. He's in a, he's in dire straits right now. And uh, they're calling it social anxiety whatever that may mean. I'm driving to Arizona. Here I go. <laughs> no, yeah, please, because that's where he's at. He, uh, yeah. he, he's quit school again, almost moving toward graduation from high school, mm-hmm. quits again. And uh, oh, it goes on and on. So I, I don't want to take the time, but I mean, you're, you're helping me realize that if only, if only, if only I could get him to a chakra reading or some kind of a therapy like, like this. Yeah, so, well, drug-free. You know, something that they can get in touch with who they are, purpose and passion, and find that thing. That's all I do. I get the teenager. What do you love to do? And and one of the kids that that was with the heart chakra issue, he became a pastor. He's actually, um, he's still on my, a lot of these kids are still on my Facebook page. And I, you know, it's, it's, it works. It really does. So, uh, Anthony, we're going to take our 
break, and then we'll talk more after. You're listening to Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie. Lift Your Spirits with me, Dina Marie, on Whidbey Island. I'll be a tour guide for your spirit and a travel agent for your soul. Retreats include a healing session for your body, your mind, and your spirit. You receive a Reiki session plus a chakra reading, experience a labyrinth in the woods, take a walk on the beach, and enjoy downtown Langley with me. Retreats are customized for you or a group of friends. You can visit dina-marie.com to connect with me today. Island time is waiting for you. Curious about whales in the Pacific Northwest? Orca Network's Langley Whale Center celebrates and shares the lives of gray whales, orcas, and other marine mammals of the Salish Sea. The Langley Whale Center is a project of Orca Network, a nonprofit that is based on Whidbey Island. The Langley Whale Center gives Orca Network the opportunity to have a public presence to share the excitement about the whales and marine mammals who are our neighbors. The Whale Center in Langley gives visitors and residents alike a chance to learn more about the endangered southern resident orcas who visit our area and about the North Puget Sound gray whales, a small unique population of gray whales who find sustenance in the waters of Saratoga Passage and Possession Sound each March through May. Check out the Orca Network and Lingley Whale Center on Facebook for the latest whale sightings, educational programs and events or visit orcanetwork.org for more information. You'll be glad you did. Feeling the need to get away and reconnect with Mother Nature? Located on Whidbey Island, Earth Sanctuary is a peaceful and magical sculpture garden, nature reserve, and retreat center with two miles of nature trails, three bird-filled ponds, and a variety of powerful sacred spaces, including a labyrinth, stone circles, and medicine wheels. Come and enjoy the wonders of nature and experience personal renewal, spiritual growth, and healing today. Visit earthsanctuary.org or The Earth Sanctuary on Facebook for more information. Lift your spirits with us every Friday at 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. on 1150 a.m. KKNW Seattle. We will be introducing you to fascinating people, fun places to visit, and activities are guaranteed to lift your spirits. Miss a show? No worries, you can visit 1150kknw.com and click on our archive page or like Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie on Facebook for upcoming guests and events. To contact me, Dina Marie, visit dina-marie.com. Thank you so much for listening. No other station delivers this much variety. Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back. You're listening to Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie. And joining me this morning is Professor Anthony Manna. Welcome back. Back. Hello, everyone. Woohoo! So we're Woo-hoo. almost done. What is going on in my book with Samantha? Samantha Sympathetic volunteers at her church, her children's school, and the women's mission. She has a hard time saying no and feels guilty if she does anything for herself. When she was younger, her parents argued about money. When she needed anything for school, she would never ask her parents and learned to go without. She wished she could fix her parents 
and that they would change, but she is often disappointed. Samantha has a much too open second second chakra. Ding, ding, ding. That's Dina. I haven't read that one for a while, but that was my childhood. And as an adult, I just bent over backwards. I became a doormat. Eventually I became resentful. But your sacral chakra is in your hip area. And that's that. You, that's your relationships. That's your boundaries. Um, and I've always been that way till about, I'd say, doing my hypnotherapy. I could not start taking clients home with me, you know, and then I started to have boundaries with them. And then I started having boundaries with my children. And eventually I had boundaries with the men in my life. That's why I'm single. (laughs) Anyways, I was volunteering all the time because I couldn't say no, but I wanted to um, be the middle person to make everything all right. And that's from that childhood. So I can actually say that I had a, a young woman come to me, her parents sent her for weight loss. She's maybe 14, 15, beautiful girl. She's a bigger girl. She's a big bone girl. She's not heavy, but her mom thought she was overweight. And we did some hypnotherapy, and we went back to, gosh, five maybe, and she remembers her parents fighting about taking her somewhere, and she just always felt in her mind that it was her fault. Everything's her fault. So her parents get divorced. It's her fault. So she's always a mediator. She's always mediator. She's always trying to make things better. And so the um, mom sends her to me, and eventually she goes, travels, and she goes to Italy, and she comes back. She goes, my body's beautiful. These men loved me. Don't judge me about my size or anything. So I had the mom come in, and um, she's the one that needed counseling, not the daughter. <laughs> you know what I mean? She's the one that had to learn not to be so angry and, and, and to be more open-hearted. But, yeah, we'll like sponges, we will overcompensate for other people. So it's important to practice, one, to be um, let's see, your power chakra is above your sacral, and your root chakra is below your sacral. So you get your root chakra, which is red, sacral's orange, and then yellow. So it's all below your heart. I've always had to exercise. I've always had to get out of my head. I've always had to be um, more masculine, you know, to be more manly. So I'm always missing my red, my root chakra and my solar plexus, which makes your sacral too big because of that kink. So, again, exercising when I lift weights, when I start feeling um, strong, then I do say no. And you have to practice self-love. So the prescription is self-love 101, exercise, do that thing that brings you joy or makes you feel powerful, like writing my book or teaching or speaking. Those are the things that make my power chakra big. But if I was to sit at home and, like at work, I have four men I work with. I was making them tea every day. And then one day they're like, where's our tea? (laughs) so i quit making tea (laughs) they did all get a little bit sick after my not making them tea but in the end i i have to watch that because i give too much and whose fault is that it's mine wow don't forget too you know the idea that even so simple it says to me is be kind to yourself be kind to yourself and i have to keep repeating that over and over again because i can really be nasty to myself and you have the pro- we have the same problem. We'll say yes, knowing we want to say no. You and I can talk about it, but then we have to practice opening our throat chakra to somebody. And like me on Sunday, I'm like, why can't I just ask for the day off? I've, I've been working for every day and they've all been off with their sicknesses. I could do that. And I just said, instead of practicing, oh, I need the day off for a reason. I said, you know, I really need that day off. And he goes, okay, you can have it. <laughs> but it took me about an hour to figure out how I was going to say it. And then I just said it. 
but it's practice. <laughs> practice, right? So silly. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Okay, God, okay. Just say no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, there's a song emerging. You know, don't just say, just say no when you want to say yes. Just say no when you want to say yes. Well, and you know what the problem is? Is like, okay, so Kathy Chatter, because I didn't say no a lot, then I attract people into my life that really aren't good for me. They don't know me because I'm betraying myself. I think that's the biggest part. You're betraying yourself. Then you will attract people that betray you. So be true to yourself. And then you attract people that are true to you. Love it. <laughs> so who do we got next? Oh, Steve. Steve. Steve stuck. Can't seem to keep a job. He lives with his parents and lost his driver's license due to unpaid speeding tickets. He feels stuck and can't seem to motivate himself to do anything other than sleep all day. When Steve was younger, his family uprooted and moved every year. He never felt like he could get attached to anyone at school, so he learned to play alone. Steve feels his parents owe him, and he blames them for all his problems in life. Steve has a blocked first chakra. So that means that root chakra is closed. And, and the chakras are kind of like a tree, so that's your roots. And then the sacral is your uh, trunk. And as you go up, you start to blossom and you, you know, get the higher chakra, which is expression and creativity, imagination. But we need something to stand on, your foundation. And it could be, um, it's not in here, but it's that uh, your connection to your birth. A lot of people were unwanted children. That's, that's a whole nother month session on that one because it's so painful. But, you know, I've had clients uh, rediscover that they that wasn't even their parents, but they had this root chakra issue. They were adopted or something. And that adoption, you know, one, uh, foster care and the, the military. Military tends to move a lot. So their kids are uprooted. And I came across that so many times. Kids were uprooted and they just couldn't keep their stuff. Like they would get a car, they'd wreck it. They get a house, they wouldn't make the car uh, house payment. It's almost like they sabotage themselves. So that root chakra is is important. And that's the one I've been working on is putting my foot down, staying in one place at a time. So I can use myself as an example, taking care of my physical body, exercise, sleep, eating right, and not running away. <laughs> Sit tight, right? Everything will be all right. So it's basically, you know, some the bully comes along. You take some deep breaths and you tell them, no, no, thank you. And they'll leave. But if you, you know, give them any energy, they'll keep coming at you. So it's really the root chakra is putting your foot down, staying in one place for a long period of time and taking care of your body. Yeah, I mean, that, and then just for me also, it's the difference for me is when I do a meditation as a, you know, I feel like I'm still a student of meditating and I'm still a student of of uh, mindfulness and Buddhism. And uh, every time I go back there and I meditate, it rejuvenates me. Uh, and I, I'm not saying that I jump up off the cushion and I feel like doing, you know, a few parouettes around the, around my studio, but I just feel that I've tried to connect a little bit better with myself and try to be kind to myself. And I told you, I'm reading that book that I had 30 years ago, be your own guru. And she says, Prayer, which to me is intention, meditation, and dream work. That's how you kind of keep those chakras in tune, the higher chakras. And then your physical body 
is healthy, you can manifest heaven on earth. Ta-da. <laughs> <laughs> but you could live in your head or you could be the bully living in your lower chakras and just push things and, and force things. So when all your chakras are spinning, you have an idea, you look up, you start focusing on it in your third eye, you paint a beautiful picture, your intuition kicks in, it tells you, like my son and our, our thing, my voice is like wanted to do it two months ago. And my son's like, you know, it's in the work, mom, we're going to do this. And then I just listened to my intuition. It told me to take care of my body and get healthy in the meantime. And we used the office to do our Zoom. And then all of a sudden the lights were green and I had to get out of my head and physically show up and decorated a house. So if my lower chakras were not in tune, I might have said, oh, my body hurts. I can't do it. It's, I wouldn't have taken the day off of work or whatever. But, you know, people that are balanced tend to manifest quickly. So tuning up your chakras and your energy makes life so much more pleasant. Spot on. <laughs> and we've been working at it for uh, together since September of 2020. Yeah. Wow. That's right. And here we are. Gosh, we're really doing our homework. <laughs> but it's been you fun. It has been, and it's been very, it's been very illuminating. Very, it's a, it's a, a real um, learning curve for me, which is also very exciting because it's not learning to take an exam, but learning to take your life in hand. Yeah, take your life back. That's it. And we are our energy, and when we pass, we don't get the physical body. It doesn't get to go with us. So this is our vehicle, and if we can keep our that's why I love doing the the chakra work, the energy work, the Reiki, because you, I can teach people how to tune into the stuff you can't see. And that is so powerful because you'll never be the same when you, you can sense things or intuit things. Um, but if you think that we're just physical bodies running around, you know, forcing and, and pushing things ma matter, right? It's not very fun. No, because you're so frustrated. Frustrated, so frustrated. I oh, used to look up words a lot. It's uh, fruition is when you you bring things out for everyone to see, and frustration is the opposite of that. Mm -hmm. So that's where those blocks come in, and they're over time. So if you lived in a house that was not um, nurturing, nurture yourself now, right? Take take back your 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 inner child. And I call it soul, they call it soul retrieval, but basically bringing parts of yourself. Like if you had traumatic t times in your life, you may not even remember that person. And the healthier you get, you're like, oh my gosh, that little girl, she was really hurting. Um, what can I do to help her? That's you. <laughs> <laughs> and be like you looking up now. It's just, we started this and it was um, probably maybe a month and a half ago where you started to look up because you were trained over time to look down. Yeah, it's it was called humility, you know, and um, that was the that was the mantra of my time uh, studying to be a priest. It was you no know, go go for humility, and it was um, it got stale so quickly, um, you know. So I had to learn how to break away. And then you also like setting your intentions. Like you mentioned something today that you need help with something because you're doing a lot. And that's where your intention work comes in now. So um, help with what we need to work on. Um, more 
time to relax. <laughs> you know, ask for those things. It's like going to the restaurant and telling the waiter exactly what you want to eat. Um, if we're not setting, that's prayer. If we're not setting our intentions and we're not praying for ourselves, you get no food. You don't get to eat. So it's really important to set your intentions. And my son is a, a lovely example because he also started telling me not to focus on things that no longer serve me. So, for instance, when I bring up the news or I bring up something negative, he's like, Mom, don't go there. I love it when he says that. <laughs> I love it. And my daughter <laughs> says it to me, too. Mom, yeah. don't don't go there. Yeah. It's so, so powerful, especially coming from our children. Well, when they are teaching me stuff that I taught them, that is a relationship, right? That's beauty. That's beauty. Because that's who we need to be around because we do forget. We forget the prescriptions. Be reminded to do our <laughs> homework. <laughs> but, yay, I want to talk about um, Our Energy Matters. We have an Our Energy Matters we do each week with Anthony Manna and Dina Marie. And it's on YouTube. You can go to Anthony L. Manna and you can check those out. And we also have a, the Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie. I'll always post it once a week. And it has been so much fun because you you had an idea. I didn't know if we were going to do it or not. And then I can't believe how many we've done. And I've gotten used to, you know, using the Zoom and um, watching what I look like because radio is much easier. But uh, you have helped me do something that was on my intention list probably four years ago. Yeah. And then, and then I interviewed you, you know, and people can find that interview on my website at Aunt Anthony Manna, M-A-N-N-A, anthonymannabooks.com in the uh, media section. And uh, that interview is very illuminating because I asked you some basic questions about how, how you all began this, you know, and when, what, what took you there? You know, why, why did you find yourself becoming a healer? And it was fun because you interviewed me and it, I love it because your brain literally shifts to a whole different, you know, it's like I have to figure it's like taking a test, right? <laughs> I don't know. How did I start? And every time you ask me a question like that, I'm like, where did it come from? And I'm I'm really amazed because I do believe when I, I've exercised, you know, my whole life. And when I exercise, I get a light that turns on. And that's where this book really came from. And all the weird prescriptions and the clients that I work with. And it's it's been, gosh, it's just been so lovely finding my purpose and my passion and, and living it. And, you know, again, I set my intentions where I want a simple life. I want to be around green spaces, water. I want to be around um, all ages, but I like that's community. And I, you know, I've manifested it, but you know, there was a couple years ago, I was not setting my intentions. I was not exercising. I was not counting my blessings. And I just, I don't even know where I went. It was a U-turn the wrong way. That's for sure. <laughs> so then me and my son and you and I just focusing on what we want. And I think you've been healthier lately. Do you think you have been? Oh yeah. No, I'm because I'm much more awake, awake, awakened to possibility and to, um, you know, what, what is true, what is true mindfulness, you know, and what is true being, being in the moment and staying awake to what's going on and uh, welcoming that, Sometimes it's not always easy. Sometimes it's painful, but it's also a joy to recognize myself connected. And we have this joy of like nature and the birds and springs coming. You know, we have to watch the seasons because that's another important thing. This is a time to begin. 
It's not like remember two months ago I wanted to get the party started. And it's very hard for me in winter to realize it's time to rest and take care of myself and slow down because I can already feel us speeding up again. Um, but yeah, it's time. And then, you know, by August, I'm exhausted. <laughs> then it's time to, to wane. It's time to slow things down again. But, you know, a lot of people want to start projects in December. It's just not the time to do it. It's the time to, to really rest. <laughs> That's wise. And the birds tell us that. And the frogs that I hear every day now. <laughs> I love where I live. There's a pond and the frogs are back. And so I serenaded at night, right? And then um, serenaded in the morning with the birds. Uh, Mother Nature, that's the cure. If you want to tune up all your chakras, go outside. Yeah, and, and we, have a, we have a reserve across the road from where we live on these acreages, acres, whatever. And um, the frogs come alive. Once the weather gets a little bit on the warm side and you hear this chorus and you, just, you have to go out and just stand there and listen to this because it's, a, it's totally amazing. I mean, maybe I'll record some of it. I mean, I'd like to record some of it and send it to you um, because it's it's pretty remarkable. You know, and it's if when I lived in a house in the city and I I didn't pay attention to the seasons, I didn't pay attention. Do, do birds come through and leave? I thought they just stayed year round. It was like so <laughs> ridiculous. I was so out of touch with Mother Nature. And I remember one time going to the beach and I was I got in the water, which was really weird. I went to the beach, I got in the water. And I was looking at the sun going down. I'm like, what happened to me? I used to, I used to do more of this. And my ex-husband said, I'm so tired of you saying what you used to be. And I thought, uh-oh, things aren't working for us. I got to get back to nature. <laughs> and, you know, a month later, I'm in, like in Camino Island at the end of it on the most beautiful beaches. But my voice said, it's time to get back to being Dina Marie again. And, you know, set your intentions, count your blessings, get outside, look up, and, you know, Things, things are pretty good. We're pretty good. We're in a good place, if you really think about that. <laughs> That's uh, wonderful to hear. You're healing yourself. Yep. And so you've been helping me remind me to, I need to do my homework and now my kids. But Anthony, thank you so much for being in my life. And I will be talking to you in the next hour. Sure, we will. And it's been wonderful to be here. And thank you for inviting me. Yes. Always a learning. Always a learning. Thank you. All right. AnthonyManaBooks.com. Dina-Marie.com and lift your spirits with Dina Marie. Uh, like any of those, and then you can get the uh, YouTubes that we're doing, which are so much fun for me. And if you'd like to come out to Whidbey Island, I'm doing retreats, because <gasps> the weather's changed. So come out and visit me. We'll do the labyrinth. We'll go to the beach, do some Reiki, a chakra reading. And then we had a beautiful lunch downtown. It was Langley. It was beautiful. Whidbey Island, dina-marie.com. All right, come back next week for more people, places, and activities that will lift your spirits.